Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Welcome, everyone, to Real Film Nerds episode number 256, take two. Had a little bit of a uh, Skype mishap, Mr. Mike Talent. It uh, locked up and crashed and killed our first recording. So here we go again, round number two. Damn it, I had a really good opening on that one, too. Oh, well, it happens. You did, Matt. Matt, you did. Go for it. Re- redo it. Oh, what? It, now I'm forgetting what I said. I said, didn't I just say, hey, Mike, I'm home? Yeah, you did. You said, hi, I'm home. Hey, Mike, I'm home. There. Is that good? That's pretty close, right? Yeah, yeah, that, yeah that's pretty close. Pretty close. Pretty close. Not quite as good but it's pretty close. So for those of you who uh, were born after the year 2000, that's a callback to this week's movie that's based on a TV show or actually more of the people that played in a TV show. I love Lucy, but the film is called being the Ricardos. Mike, let's not bullshit this time. We bullshitted for a while, got off on topics about sharks and drugs and mark cuban and amazon and we'll just roll into it and then we can uh fill the rest of the podcast with our bs how's that okay sounds good matt all right mike so go ahead why don't you break down being the ricardos all right matt uh this was written and directed by aaron sorkin this is starring nicole kidman javier bardum J.K. Simmons, Nina Abrande, Tony Hale. And this is about uh, following Lucy and Desi as they face a crisis that could end their careers and another that could end their marriage. Wow. Intense, Mike. So, as I talked about on our first recording or first attempt of this podcast, uh, Aaron Sorkin. You know, he's a hell of a writer, hell of a director, but my God, man, does that man love his dialogue. Yeah, yeah, no, he does. No, it it is a lot of dialogue. I mean, he just, he lets the actors kind of do their thing, but there's not a whole lot around it. I mean, he's definitely an acquired taste. How's that? Not everybody's going to love Aaron Sorkin, uh, but... He's he's a master at his craft. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my first impression of this movie, Matt, I I I kind of liked it a lot. Um, I really had no idea what I was getting into, besides a little bit of something to do with I Love Lucy, which is honestly before you know our time. I've uh, seen some clips here and there, but I've never actually watched this show. Um, uh, so it's, it's kind of a huge callback. So I'm, I'm not sure how well this will do with, uh, the younger people, but I, I don't know. Maybe it'll introduce them to a whole new, uh, a whole new series. I, I think it is really funny and I think it is a great show. I just, Never really watched it. So, did this movie make you want to sit down and go back and rewatch the entire series then, Mike? 
I would like to at least see some episodes to get a feel for it. I have, you know, I have not really seen. I've seen clips here and there, and I, I knew it was a very successful show. I did not know some of the things that the movie points points out, but I knew it was a successful show. Well, very successful according to the film's first, I don't know, five minutes? Yeah, yeah, five minutes. Because, yeah, they were using a statistic. I don't know how real it is. I would assume Aaron Sorkin, being who he is, would do his homework. But nowadays, most uh, big hits on TV get maybe 10 or 15 million viewers a night or something like that or on one of their big episodes. Uh, I Love Lucy consistently had 65 million viewers on Monday nights. Yeah, dude, that's pretty nuts. Yeah, that's a that's a ton. That means like literally everybody was watching I Love Lucy on Monday nights. Yeah, I, I, Matt, like uh, for maybe some comparison, I don't know if this even holds a candle to that. But you know, when we were growing up, there was uh, the the must see Thursdays or whatever, and and that was when Friends and like Seinfeld and some other things were on, and like everyone would watch that. I mean, as far as I could tell, and everybody was always talking about it. Like the next day, I think it's kind of like that, but on a bigger scale much bigger uh and don't forget mike there was also tgif tgif yeah you don't remember tgif think thank god it's friday it was what they had all kinds of shows on on friday as well yeah but i felt like people didn't go people didn't watch as much tv on fridays they still had some pretty good shows on tgif they might have been more for the you know, our generation when we were younger, but. Okay. All right. I, I'm, I'm just saying, I remember like must see Thursdays. It was such a huge deal and really like er was on and everything. I mean, ER, um, <laughs> and, and things like that. So what channel was, uh, was all that on? Cause must see Thursdays was cause TJIF was ABC. Oh, okay. Must See Thursdays, I think, was NBC. That was Friends and Seinfeld and ER. I don't know. Oh, there was there was a few other shows that were in between that, but they didn't always last as long as those ones. Well, I was always about the Wednesdays because that's when South Park was on. Right, right. And you're still about the Wednesdays, right? Because that's when South Park's on. Yeah, well... You know, luckily, South Park is getting ready to start back up here, Mike, in February for season 25. Can you believe that? Are they are they really starting up? They're, they're not going to be in the fall now? Like, uh, is the pandemic changed things with their new contract or what's going on? And maybe they just want to do a really long season. But yeah, I think it's February 2nd. Literally, I think it's next week. Yeah. Next Wednesday, South Park returns for their 25th year as a TV show. Man, dude, that's crazy. Like, it's awesome, and it's amazing, and it's also weird. It's like, we've been watching the same show forever, and it's still good. It's still good. Yeah, most we, of the time. we literally have been watching the same show since 7th or 8th grade. 8th grade, I think. Yeah, no, and it's still pretty good. Still pretty good. 
I mean, sometimes it's a little weird, but it, most of the time it's good. I think it's only gotten better and it's gotten a lot more, I hate to say controversial, but a lot more thought-provoking because they definitely cover more adult topics now as their viewership has aged. Well, and as they have aged, right? Like, we're kind of growing with them, even though the kids never grow. Yeah. Well, and also, you know, you still get your good old-fashioned fart jokes in there and killing Kenny and all those fun things. Oh, yeah. Every once in a while, Kenny dies, and it's still good time. Always. Always. So, all right, Mike, back to being the Ricardos. Uh, I don't know, man. It was, It's a good movie. It's just it felt really, really long to me. And that's just typical Aaron Sorkin. And I don't want to slam Aaron Sorkin. I like a lot of his movies. I like a lot of his work, but he just, he's brutal sometimes, man. He really is how much he throws at you and how much you got to absorb and think about. And it's just, it can be really relentless. Uh, I like this movie quite a bit, Matt. It was, it was definitely different in, in, it is the dialogue. There's a lot of dialogue. You're right. There's tons of dialogue. But I liked it. I liked I liked how it shaped the movie. I liked the feel of the characters. And you really get a sense of, um, like, uh, J.K. Simmons' character. It's, it's kind of funny. He's like this jaded actor who's like, yeah, I'm here. I... I have a drinking problem, but, uh, you know, I kind of do like acting here every once in a while. And and you're only looking at, like, a week, a week in this, like, I mean, massively huge show. And it's just amazing, like, all the different people and the things that are said to the writers. I mean, geez, they just get shit on constantly. Like, that would be such a hard job. Well, dude, and it's not just a regular week. It's literally... The most difficult week for Lucy professionally and personally of her career. Yeah, no, it's just not a week, but it it, it really is nuts how much stuff that everyone has to deal with. And, and it was interesting to see that Philip Morris was the producer of the show. Oh, yeah. Lots of money there. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Well, it's I liked it because it was interesting from that point of view because it shows you what it really takes to put on a semi-live television program back in the 50s and 60s. I mean, it took a lot. Now, I don't think today's any different. I think there's still just as many people involved, but the only people we ever relate to, same with back then, is the people that's in front of your face on the screen. You don't see all the EPs. You don't see all the writers. You don't see the camera crew. You don't see everything that goes in to make that 30 minutes of television. No, it's true. You don't. So it's it's nice and very eye-opening in that aspect. Um, what, To get back to Aaron Sorkin again, one thing that always bothers me, he does it in a lot of his films, is he jumps around a lot in the time world. Like, jumps around a lot. And he never tells you. Like, there's no fade out. There's no fade in. Nothing. He just cuts from... M- present day in the film to whatever else be it six months ago 10 years ago whatever he just cuts i've always hated how he does that i don't like that at all it gets very confusing yeah that is true matt i i i was searching sometimes trying to figure out where are we because i mean i know we're supposed to be in the the traumatic week but there were lots of time hops to 
give more substance to uh, the backstory of, of various things that have happened in 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 our main characters' lives, and I was like, "What what is going on?" Like it, it, it was sometimes it was a little bit like jarring. Like like you said, like I wish there was just something that said like in the past or or whatever, but no, it doesn't. It just I guess it just expects you to understand. And you you usually do, but there are times where it was like, man, it took me like five or ten minutes. I'm like, oh, we're in the past. And like, you know, Nicole Kidman's makeup changed. And and that was like kind of, I guess, my hint. And that was it. <laughs> like, I didn't get a lot. Um, but, uh, yeah. I agree, Matt. That that is a little. It's it's a little tough to follow sometimes, and and this is a long movie, and it covers a lot of things. So it was a little bit jarring. Well, it's typical Sorkin. It just is. He's done it many times in his TV shows and other movies in the past. But it just. I I don't think it adds anything to the movie. If anything, I think it detracts. I mean, yes, jumping back in time helps, but not. Uh, not telling you you're going back in time. I think that just, it, it confuses the viewer and upsets them. Much like what they point out a lot, or Lucy points out, as they're trying to write for the show on Friday. Yeah, that's true. She does. I I enjoyed, I did enjoy uh, one thing that he did, uh, which was, when they were talking about the scenes, having Lucy like visualize them in front of like the audience and how it would be perceived, I thought that was really cool. I thought that was really neat, and it showed kind of how she was really trying to like, you know, make sure it was perfect and that it was funny. And then later on in the movie, she's like, "My only job is to kill the you know the comedy every." week and i've got to do everything i can to make sure that everybody on the set does everything just perfect and i i really i i, I thought that was a real cool scene and i mean it was intense and it was crazy because she called in her co-stars at or, or you know uh supporting actors at like what two in the morning and she's drunk and she's telling them that they need to like redo the scene well, there's a lot more to do about that particular scene because that's when they find out that uh, Ricardo is basically cheating. Well, Desi is cheat is cheating on Lucy, so that's pretty much what was going on that scene, and that was almost her coping mechanism was to go to work and call in and redo her scene and get back on it. Which, you know. One thing I I do like is how much you really get to see how in control Lucy was. Remember, this was the 50s and 60s. Women didn't kind of have the kind of pull and rights that we do today, especially in Hollywood, especially on their own show. You know, Desi was, as she pointed out multiple times, should have had the title of executive producer and everything gets passed through Desi. But as you watch the show, you realize, no, it's Lucy making the shots. Desi's just kind of, you know, the man she goes to and makes it happen. Yeah, no, I mean, even even when uh, uh, Lucy is uh, um, 
saying that she wants the show or, or you know, like they, they, they pitch, uh, was it CBS? Yeah. No. Which, which, yeah, it was CBS. I think it was CBS, right? yeah. Yeah, CBS uh, execs pitched to her, and they're like, hey, we want to make a show with you in it, and this is what we want to do. And she's like, no, I want to do it like this, or I'm not doing it. And uh, I thought that was such a ballsy move. Like, that that was that was cool. Like, <laughs> no one did that back then. Um, uh, but, uh, Matt, I think it's come to the time where I need to ask you, what are you drinking this evening, morning, afternoon? <sighs> well, Mike, thanks for asking. I am drinking a hard seltzer by Truly called Berry Punch because I wanted something fruity to make me feel better about my life today. And I don't know if it's working, but it is very fruity and it's sweet. Mike, are you drinking a seltzer too? Oh, that would be hilarious. No, no, I'm not drinking a seltzer. Come on, Matt. I know. I'm the wussy here. I know, I know. I'm drinking... I, I did have a seltzer once or twice. I am drinking a uh, stone uh, beer, and it's called uh, Fear Movie Lions, or FML. I don't think that's what the FML stands for, but... Okay, I'll go with it, even though it's just printed on the can, Mike. It's printed on the can. And it is a double IPA. So, you know, do you just eat the hops at that point with a spoon? Yeah, I shovel them into the mouth hole. (laughs) All right, Mike. Well, I'm glad you thought out what you put in your mouth hole. Nice, nice. (laughs) Thanks, Matt. Thanks. Uh, To get back on topic, Matt. Um. Yeah, back on topic, dude. We got more questions to ask, or are we waiting for those? Uh, what, what are we? What are we waiting on? Be, being the Ricardos? No, Mike. Your dad joke of the week. Oh yes, yes. Are you ready, Matt? Are you ready, Mike? I am never ready for another. One of your dad jokes of the book I really, really should not have purchased. But, okay, Mike, go ahead. What is this week's incredible, amazing, hilarious dad joke? I got dad jokes. I don't think they understand, though. Gotta think I'm funny. Other people never laugh, though. Dad jokes. What do you call a person with no body and no nose? Heartless? Nobody knows. God. Do you you just go through and you're like, which one is the worst one? Let's go with that one. That one'll do. I'm just, I'm just I'm 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 enjoying it, man. I'm just loving loving life. Dude, you are. You love that book. Now I know from here on out, I'll just find as many of those as I can get. I'll just send you one every year for Christmas. That'll be good, man. It'll be you know, like some people get socks every year. I'll just get a new terrible book of dad jokes. Perfect. Perfect. I usually get drawers. Usually use drawers from the Salvation Army, but you know, beggars can't be choosers. You know what I mean, Mike? Uh, <laughs> there's actually quite a bit of meaning to that. Uh, <laughs> what? By getting used drawers from Salvation Army? Yeah, but but beggars and homeless. Uh, anyway, never mind. We're we're good. All right. Well, Mike. On that note. 
we'll ask the final question of the podcast, or at least of our segments. Mike, how does being the Ricardos relate to the Marvel Cinematic Universe? All right, man, I'm just going to take the cop out on this one because, you know, I was lazy. Uh, We're going to go with J.K. Simmons, who was just recently added into the Marvel Cinematic Universe with uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. Wow, Mike, that is totally not the one I thought you were going to go with. There was one that was even easier than that. What? There was an easier one? Clark Gregg from... Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Avengers, Captain America. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought you were going to go with that one the instant he came on scene. But no, J.K. Simmons, that's a good one. And yeah, he is a new addition, technically. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, the way the way things just happened. So yes, and you're right. I, I, didn't, even, I didn't even think about Kirklet, Greg. I, I don't know, man. It's okay, Mike. It's okay. J.K. Simmons was front and center. You got it. You knocked it out of the park. We're all good. Okay. Thanks, Matt. I feel better now. All right. Spoil it. Go. I, I, we pretty much already have. I mean, it's a true life story. So I don't know what all else we would spoil about it. I mean, I think we're at the point where we probably should just go ahead and give our ratings. I don't know. Uh, I don't think there's much I could spoil. It's um... Lucy is definitely not a commie. <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah, well, there, there's that, yeah. God, dude, the, those witch hunts of the 50s and 60s were ruthless, man. They really were. No one no one in Hollywood was left untouched, and that's historically accurate for those of you who do not know. They, they really were going after everyone, everyone of some notoriety. Yeah, it was um, – I mean, it, it made you feel like you were in that. Like, it, it built the suspense and stuff and, and – you know, with the the press and all the things, it, it was interesting. It was definitely interesting the meetings that had to be had between Philip Morris representatives and CBS people and all the stuff. Like it is it, interesting, and even them talking about trying to have a pregnancy on a show, like that was crazy. Like they're like, no, you can't do that. And then, uh, <laughs> uh, uh. Desi uh, sends a, out, out, out a telegraph, right? It was a telegraph to the head of Philip Morris and says, hey, I want to do this thing. What What is your opinion? And then they they sent back, let the Cuban do whatever he fucking wants. Yeah, that was great. That was a great one. That was pretty good. He didn't even like read it to them. He just handed it and said, here, read this. That was perfect. Oh, you know one thing we should definitely talk about, Mike? I talked about it on the radio with Lisa. The movie itself, in my opinion, was it was good. Not the best in the world. But do you know, again, this is Sorkin, man. This is Sorkin all day long. What really makes this film is the acting and the actors and how well they did. Javier Bardem, amazing. J.K. Simmons, fantastic. Clark Gregg, everyone just did a stellar job. But above and beyond was Nicole Kidman. I mean, she really, really just came off as Lucille Ball. Just amazing what she did. 
Oh yeah, no. N- Nicole Kidman just turned it up to like eleven. It was so believable. It was amazing. She needs to be nominated, man. She needs the nod. She needs the Academy Award nod for this one. I hope she gets it. I hope she does. I, I don't know why she wouldn't. You know, Harvey or Bardem, throw him in there too. But if Nicole Kidman doesn't at least get nominated, I'm going to be upset because she just one of the best performances of 2021 by far, in my opinion. No, she she did an amazing job. She was Lucille Ball, like through and through. It was really good. All right, Mike. So let's go ahead. How many reels? Do you give being the Ricardos? Uh, Matt, I'm going to give this one uh, four reels. Four reels out of five. I really liked it. Oh, all right, Mike. All right. So we're not too different. You're definitely in the lead. Uh, I guess it's, you know, because I'm a crotchety old man or I, I just, I love Aaron Sorkin. I think he's great. I loved a lot about this movie, but it just felt really long to me. Uh, draggy at times. But I, I still really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. Not as much as you, though, and not as much as Ma Hinch, as you'll hear later on as well. She gave it a four out of five reels. Uh, I'm below both of you, but not by much. I give it a three and a half. Okay, that's not that's not too bad. I, I say it's worth a watch if you're into Lucille Ball or Aaron Sorkin. Might as well. It's on Amazon Prime streaming right now. You can sit down and enjoy it and... Uh, it might be one of those ones where if it starts becoming overwhelming or a little tedious, pause it and come back later. Okay. Yeah, that's good advice. So, okay, Mike, next week we're getting back to our rotation, hopefully, and hopefully we'll stick with it. Next week, it is your pick. It is an Apple TV Plus original, I believe is what they call them. I don't know. Mike, what are we watching for next week? Uh, Matt, I, I, I'm thinking this one's going to get some nominations. Uh, it's got a lot of buzz around it it's called the tragedy of Macbeth and it's starring our man Denzel Francis McDormand and it's directed by and written by Joel Cohen of the Cohen brothers. I feel like we're probably going to like this one cause we've watched so many of their things. Uh, I don't know. That's just what I'm feeling, Matt. Well, Mike, I'll be honest, I'm not a super huge fan of Shakespeare. I don't have anything wrong with Shakespeare. I just don't seek him out. And I think a lot of that has to be with how much we had Shakespeare crammed down our throats when we were in high school, because that's just what they do in America, is they tell us all about Shakespeare, and we read a lot of his plays, a lot of his books, a lot of his writings, watch his movies, or not his movies, but movies that were made off of his works. Um so, but what intrigues me about this film, uh, one, Denzel Washington, two, Joel Cohen, three, Francis McDormand. That's all, those are all big names, top of their craft. But here's the one that I find even more interesting, Mike. I was watching the trailer earlier while I was waiting for you to jump on. Do you know who produces this movie, Mike? I do not. A24. Really? Yeah. That really intrigues me. So I I really have some high hopes for this one. Yeah, so I'm I you know, I I uh, I've just been reading that it's been getting some some buzz, so I I just figured why not try something different? I think this might be our first Apple TV Plus um movie that we've reviewed, yeah, to my yeah, knowledge. Yeah, that we've reviewed, yeah. 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 
So that's another challenge that we will have to jump through to figure out. So, uh, yeah. Well, all right, everybody tune in and listen to us uh, jabber about that one next week. Uh, you know, stay tuned for the radio uh, segment with me and my ma and Lisa Live and Local. And, yes, it really is my mom. A lot of people have questioned it. No, that is my mom. That is her. She calls in, or actually we call her every morning. What's interesting is my dad has really become addicted to films. I don't I don't know if it's the films themselves or if it's just going to the movie theater. Granted, a lot of it is just the popcorn. But uh, him and my mom now consistently go to the movie theater every week. We didn't review a movie in the theaters this week. They still went and watched a movie on Sunday. So good for them. I, I like it. I think they're getting a resurgence into uh, watching movies, and that's awesome. I wish more people would do the same. So, all right, Mike, do your thing, sir. All right, everybody. Uh, thanks for listening. Make sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And uh, go out there. Go watch a movie if you feel comfortable or uh, stream a movie. And... Uh, Catch us on the next pod. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to The Real Film Nerds. Now don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Real Film Nerds. Now go out and catch a movie. He's here, the one, the only Matt Hinshaw from The Real Film Nerds podcast on Magic 99.1. How the heck are you? Living the dream, Lisa. How yeah, are you? I can tell. I can tell. You can tell by my I, bloodshot I, eyes I and sense a little, me falling asleep on the microphone. Right, and, that and the yeah. sarcasm in your tone. There's yeah. never any yeah. sarcasm. I don't know no, what you're talking about. Ever. Never, ever, ever. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're, that you're living the dream. I have uh-huh. to say, are you watching Ozark on Netflix? I you know, the fourth and final season? Yet. No. All right. Well, uh, I, can I be frank with you? No, I'm Matt. <laughs> I watched three Full hockey games, uh-huh. three almost full football games, and six episodes of Ozark this past weekend. <laughs> wow. There's no shame in my game, did Maddie. Did you even make dinner or I go to the bathroom? I went to the bathroom, but okay. I did not. I didn't make a salad one night, and I did not leave the house from Friday when I got home at two in the afternoon until this morning when I came to work. See, now when people ask, you just say you were down with COVID. Because then you have a reason why you watched all that. Well, it was some good football this weekend. Yeah. You didn't watch any football? A little bit. A little I watched bit. a little bit of the uh, Bills game. Yeah, yeah. That was an amazing game. All right, well, we're, you're not here to talk sports. You're here to talk about the movies. I did not catch any movies this weekend, but you caught one in particular. What are you reviewing for us? Your your requested film, yes, Lisa. being Ricardo. Uh-huh. Yes. And what'd you think? It was all right. Ah! <laughs> Did I just oh tell you know, me shoot why. an arrow through why your heart? I'm just I just thought for once we could see eye to eye. Just for it was, once. It was good. I mean, it was good. It wasn't like anything amazing. It was Aaron Sorkin. Yeah. You know, Aaron Sorkin has done a lot of big name stuff, but he has a particular style that is really not for a lot of people. Yeah. He yeah. is extremely dialogue heavy. Yeah. He's more about the acting and the the actors and the dialogue than anything else in the in the film which which is fine sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't yeah. uh, i just and he historically is very 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 long and this one i think was long and it felt quite long it was 2 hours and 5 minutes 
It, Movies it on average felt, are about two hours. Yeah, it felt longer than that. Well, it could have gone on forever because the story was just barely even touched, I think. But what did oh, yeah. you think of Nicole Kidman as Lucille oh, Ball? Fantastic. That's what yeah. I wanted to talk yeah, that, about. Uh, but that's that's what Sorkin does. He he gets really excellent actors. Yeah. And Nicole Kidman and ha- Javier Bardem did mm-hmm. amazing. Yes. And yes. then, of course, uh, J.K. Simmons, he was more of a support role, but he was a big support role. Very good. Very so. good. Yes. Okay. So let's just give the actors. What, how many reels would you give Just them? the actors. Yes. If it was just the just actors, the it would be a five all a day five. long because they are amazing. Yes. I mean, you really thought you were watching the I Love Lucy show at yeah. times. Didn't you feel? Sometimes I thought... Am I watching Lucy or am I watching Nicole Kidman? I mean, it really, yeah, she, I thought she did an phenomenal. amazing job. Yeah. Um, the other thing that, that kind of bothers me about Sorkin, and he's done this in all of his stuff from the newsroom to, you know, the Steve's job film and all that. He jumps around in the timeline and doesn't really tell you he jumps around. Yeah, and, I see and that. And that screws with the viewers pretty bad. It messes with me pretty bad, so I, I'm not a huge fan of that. I, even if he had to do like a like fade out or something, but he just cuts to yeah. like and doesn't say, oh, this is 10 years ago or six months ago. It yes. just cuts. I do agree with I you on that I don't like that. One. Okay. So. How many reels are you going to give the film? Uh, at three and a half. Three and a half, yeah. You know, I think yeah. it it was good overall. Right. Um, I don't know a ton about the subject matter. I know a lot. I mean, come on, everybody knows Lucy and Desi. Right. Uh, I know a lot about the uh, communism scare and especially the hunt through Hollywood and everything like that. Mm-hmm. But I just don't know the true story enough. And But that's why you watch things like this, to right. learn the true story. Right. Very good. Should we give your mother a call? Oh, if we have to. Let's call Ma Hinshaw coming up on Magic. Hi, Lisa. Hi, Ma Hinshaw on Magic 99.1. How are you? Oh, I'm doing fine. Good. I'm anxious to see what you thought about the movie being Ricardo. I really liked it. You really But liked it. I am old. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I am too, Ma. So I, I really liked it as well. What did you think about the story? What did you think about the acting? Oh, I loved Javier. Mm-hmm. I thought Nicole was awesome. Javier, I I listened to something else where he was chatting and he had to learn how to sing and play the bongo drums. That was a challenge. Yeah, I'm sure. And I think he did a very good job because Ricky Ricardo, he oh, he had his own personality. And I was only nine when her daughter was born. And so I really didn't watch the initial shows. I watched reruns, you know, when I was in high school and stuff. Sure. But I thought it covered uh, their life well, and I thought they picked clips that were very good and funny, you know? Mm -hmm. Yep. And uh, I was was really glad to hear that both... uh, Lucy and Ricky Jr. were producers on it. Oh, I didn't know that, but that's nice. Huh. Yeah, yeah. See, so it was as accurate, I think. Right. So, what did you think of Nicole Kidman as Lucy? I thought she did a really good job. Uh, at first, I, you know, the first part of the movie, I think she was getting into the 
low voice accent. Right. But later on in the movie, she did just great. She really did a good job. And I was shocked because I thought, Nicole Kidman? Me too. Me too. I think that's what (laughs) shocked me the most. How many now did uh, Pa Hinshaw fall asleep during the movie? No, he didn't. He stayed awake the whole time. Wow. No snores. That's amazing. And how many cookies are you going to give it? I'm going to give it four. Four? Okay. Matt gave it three and a half. Thank you, Mahin Shah, for being with us this morning. (laughs) On 99.1. That's it, girl. (laughs) So what movie are you going to review next week? Uh, Okay, so this is a fairly new one. I don't know a whole lot about it. It was not my pick. It is my co-host's pick. Right. We're going to watch The Tragedy of Macbeth, currently streaming on Apple TV+. Wow. Now, how long is that one? Believe it or not, shorter than just about everything we've watched this year. Is that right? Okay. An hour and 45 minutes. Perfect. And it stars Denzel Washington and Francis McDermott. Well, that'll be good because those are two powerhouse actors. I hope so, but I'll be honest. I'm not a super huge fan of Shakespeare. Yeah, yeah. All right. Just because I had it crammed down my throat in high school like everybody else. We all did. That's a fact. Check out the podcast, you guys. It's called The Real Film Nerds. Maddie, thank you for joining me every Monday morning on what station? Magic 99.1.